Hello and welcome to the Sports Blitz. Coming up on today's show, we look at the Bundesliga as it continues and whether the title race is over as Bayern Munich beat Borussia Dortmund. We look at more Covid catch-up as football in England looks like it's close to return, while Silverstone looks like it won't be getting the two races it wanted. Plus, suing a video game, losing a driver thanks to a video game and how Severe got into deep water by getting a pull that's opening up on Thursday's Sports Blitz. And welcome to the show today. This is just a podcast version of the radio show that came out on Tuesday because, like I said on that day, it was the day my dissertation was handed in and therefore I didn't really have enough time to really properly prep a show or write a show or record a show. So half of that show ended up just being me talking about the Bundesliga nonsensically and then the other half was me nonsensically reading news stories out so go back and listen to it if you want to i think with this there is absolutely no need to but i wanted to get a proper podcast version of this out so i could improve on what was said on tuesday's show and also because it's something to do to be honest whilst i'm looking for jobs it isn't looking for jobs because that gets a bit tedious at times It's coming along well, though, just in case you want to know. Anyway, this podcast is dropping on May 28th, 2020. Remember, the Sports Splits can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. And we have a website with great articles and other audio content, which can be found at thesportsplitsblog.wordpress.com. So, yeah, final piece of university work has been done now, so I'm technically not a university student anymore, which still feels really weird it still feels like it was about a week ago when i was awkwardly sitting in my kitchen in halifax sort of introducing myself to everyone else and we were playing cards against humanity and yeah it's so odd that it's gone so fast but it hasn't it it's over and it still feels really weird to say Okay, and let's start then with the Bundesliga. Obviously, the Bundesliga has been continuing over the weekend and over this week as they've been back in action. And I want to start with some of the stuff that happened over the weekend, just a few of the key talking points from the weekend's matches. And I'm going to start with Freiburg nil, Werder Bremen 1, because once again, Freiburg have been... Burned by VAR. Now, I want to say for the record that both decisions were justified, but you might remember last week when they were away at Rassenball Sport Leipzig, they scored what looked like the winning goal in the 92nd minute, only for it to be ruled out for a marginal but correct offside call. And um, obviously drew one all there. They had, they'd put in a very poor performance this weekend against Werder Bremen, at the Sportsfeld Stadion, I think that's how you say it anyway. Uh, assist of the week, though, by the way, to Davy Class and Aveda Bremen for the Leandro Bittencourt goal. But 90th minute, again, desperation corner, Freiburg whip it into the box, they score, and the AR once again correctly gives an offside decision. They must be absolutely fed up at this point. Uh, I, I, again, like I said, it was the correct call both times, but. You would understand their frustration, to be honest. Meanwhile, Wolfsburg had a red card given via VAR as well, as it was Felix Klaus who was sent off in the 82nd minute of the Volkswagen Arena against Borussia Dortmund. Obviously going on to lose that game 2-0. They were already 2-0 down at the time, so who knows how much it affected them. But was it a red card? I'm... 
I'm still not sure. I was quite surprised to see VAR overturn the decision to give a red card. But make, a, make of that what you will. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Me and my dad were both surprised that he decided to give a red card, to be honest. Meanwhile, we, for the first time, got to see Borussia Mönchengladbach's cardboard fans. They lost 3-1 at home to Bayer Leverkusen, but it was our first chance to see the cardboard fans. Somebody messaged us on the radio version of the show and said it kind of looked a bit like the Uncanny Valley because even when Mönchengladbach conceded, they were just stood there smiling weirdly. And I kind of get that, but to be honest, it was just so much better than empty seats. Anything is better than empty seats. I also like the... um, what Clone are doing with their, like, mural, almost. I thought that was very impressive as well. So, just anything that isn't empty stands, and we'll get on to something else that isn't empty stands later on, but anything that isn't empty stands for me is a good thing, and therefore I, I liked it. Meanwhile, Tweet of the Week definitely has to go to Mainz. They were playing Massenball Sport Leipzig at the Opel Arena this weekend. Lost 5-0 in the end. You might remember as well when they played in Leipzig at the Red Bull Arena earlier on this season. Mine's lost 8-0, so that's an aggregate score of 13-0. Timo Werner getting a hat-trick to end his very brief gold drought. And obviously, Timo Werner strongly linked with Liverpool. I feel like it's going to be a very dominant story over the next few weeks here on the Sports Splits. And Mainz's Twitter account said, Kloppo, can you take him already? Obviously, Jurgen Klopp used to be a player and manager for Mainz, so they know each other well, and I'm sure they'll be very glad to see the back of Timo Werner. The winner of Worst Tweet of the Week definitely has to go to Hertha Berlin, who, after the Berlin derby, which was painful, tweeted that one one of their older players scored, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but... They tweeted, "Aged's just a number. And to be honest, a few people on... Well, a lot of people on Twitter pointed out that that was a bit pervy, to, to be honest. It, it didn't sound right out of context. It barely sounded much better in context. And look, I know I... I know I go on about hair to Berlin a lot, but that is only because they're genuinely quite hilarious. But, come on, lads, can we just have one week where something stupid doesn't happen that makes you look like a clown show? Credit to Bruno Labadia, though, who is still continuing to work wonders with what he's got here to Berlin. And, obviously, they drew with Rassenball Sport Leipzig. We'll talk about that more on Saturday's podcast, I think, because there is something we really want to get into on Saturday's podcast. So... Stick around for that, but hmm. Again, it was it was just another thing that just was embarrassing. Meanwhile, we also had midweek Bundesliga action as well, and of course the big game: Dortmund nil, Bayern Munich won the Joshua Kimmich chip in the forty-third minute. Whilst we were on the air during the radio show, was the difference between the two sides. To be honest, I don't think Dortmund really deserved anything out of this game, and so it was probably a fair result. I still think it was Roman Berkey's fault, that chip. I, I do think it was Roman Berkey's fault. I'll be honest, me and my dad made a mistake after that because we decided to watch Werder Bremen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach, which of course finished 0-0. I kind of had one eye on Bayer Leverkusen Wolfsburg, which finished 4-1, but the game of the day had to be Eintracht Frankfurt 3 for Eiberg 3. Absolutely fantastic game watching the highlights back. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, we also had some games in the Bundesliga as well. The aforementioned Rassenball Sport Leipzig 2, Hertha Berlin 2. Then we had Augsburg 0, Paderborn 0, Dusdorf 2, Schalke 1. That was a surprise. That really was a surprise. There has to be very strong questions now asked about David Wagner. 
We'll talk a bit about this more on Saturday. Hoffenheim 3, Köln 1 and Union Berlin 1, Mainz 1. Of course, in the Spy Bundesliga as well, which is still going on, my St. Pauli drew 0-0 with Heidenheim. It might be one of the worst 90 minutes of football I ever watched. I don't remember St. Pauli having a shot on goal, to be honest. Yeah, they didn't have a single shot on target. I remember lots of balls going absolutely nowhere, but... It's a really, truly disappointing game for me. Okay, let's go on to COVID catch-up. And let's start with something we mentioned on the York Sport Report on URY, which can be heard Thursdays 6 through 7. And we're going to start with Barnsley, who, alongside others, are threatening to sue the FL if point deductions aren't given for FFP. Now, you might remember there have been three different cases this year where there could be point deductions for championship clubs. Starting with Sheffield Wednesday and Derby, who are both in trouble for selling their stadium for, to their own owners for a inflated price. That was the EFL's words, not mine. And also Birmingham City, who are in court with the EFL over a previous point deduction over financial fair play. So obviously, Barnsley do actually have a good case here, because if them three teams were to get their point deductions now, which is what would happen if there wasn't a um, if we didn't have this coronavirus stuff going on hooray obviously if that wasn't happening then these three teams would have got their point deductions this year and that would almost certainly mean Barnsley won't get relegated however there have been some requests that these point deductions actually come at the start of next year which would mean Barnsley get unfairly relegated this year so I think they're absolutely spot on to be complaining about this I think they're absolutely right to do so Meanwhile, promotion and relegation from all three divisions of the EFL is still expected. And that is not great news for Stevenage, who have come out and retaliated against this announcement by saying that relegation from League 2, and obviously that would mean being expelled almost from the EFL, would be completely unjust. I want you to take a wild guess. Just take a wild guess at where Stevenage are in the table. Give you five seconds. Yes, congratulations to our last. How did you know? You must be all geniuses. Yeah, this is really not a surprise. And again, there are times where we can't use the phrase self-interest to attack any different point of view. Obviously, we shouldn't be doing that. But this is definitely self-interest. <laughs> there, there is no, there's no other way around it. It has been confirmed that the Premier League will be starting on the 17th of June. So... Not only do we have La Liga returning in June now, we also have the Premier League. It is nice to be back. Hopefully, the EFL gets confirmed because that's actually what I'm interested in, not really the Premier League. It would be nice to get my fancy Premier League team back up and running, though. I started that this year with people I worked with in the summer, so it'd be nice to resume that. Meanwhile, talking about a certain Premier League team, it's been reported that two sporting events in March led to an increased number of deaths thanks to the coronavirus. First of all, Liverpool's match with Atletico Madrid in the Champions League and then also the Cheltenham Gold Cup Festival. Now, obviously, Cheltenham takes place at Cheltenham Racecourse and Liverpool play at Anfield and the two areas around these two venues have had increased coronavirus cases since the beginning of the pandemic. And yeah, it's I don't usually like to say correlation equals causation, but in this case it looks almost certain that correlation does equal causation. And we, we knew this as well at the time. We know that on the same day PSG were playing Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League and PSG were not allowed fans in their stadium and that was clearly the correct call to make. The Cheltenham 
Gold Cup Festival took place, I believe, a week after. And it was quite clear by that point that it really shouldn't have been going ahead. Yet it did. And it might have cost more life. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens as a result of this, maybe. There'll be some hearings, maybe some inquiries into what happened. Meanwhile, it looks like NFL June minicamps will not be going ahead. Most officials around the league are saying that it's very unlikely that rookie minicamps will be actually happening. Disney World Orlando is now the clear front runner to become the NBA's playing site. Obviously, Disney World Orlando has a load of professional size basketball courts through its World of Sports area segment thingy-majiggy. And has enough hotels on the venue to accommodate the NBA. Obviously, it's not open to the public yet. And the one thing that's come out of this is the mentioning of the fact that this could be a very good marketing opportunity for Disney. Because they can suddenly go off the message, if it's safe enough for the NBA, it's safe enough for you and your family. And some ex some financial experts in America are saying this could net them quite a lot of money once they're able to open the park. I saw the number $1 billion being floated, $1 billion, but that seems to be the exact same number they floated for Patrick Mahomes. You might remember on the sports splits back in either February or March, we reported that supposedly Patrick Mahomes' comments about going to Disney World netted Disney $1 billion as well. So who knows, to be honest. But it's a very smart move for Disney. I think it's a very smart move for the NBA as well. It gets basketball up and running. It means we can finally have closure on the season. We can have a champion, which is what we all want at the end of the day. La Liga have been given permission to start from June 8th, though apparently the preferred date is June 12th. That's coming from the majority of La Liga players and coaches who want to return on the 12th because they want more time to prepare physically and to avoid injury. It is highly expected that F1 is not going to get an exemption from the government's two-week isolation ban for people entering the country. Obviously, you might remember that Formula 1 wanted to host two race weekends at Silverstone back-to-back and one week, importantly, after the Austrian Grand Prix took place, but obviously that won't be able to happen with the two-week enforced isolation period being enforced by the UK government. And I know what you're thinking, I know what's been in the news recently. I'll just leave some space for you to insert your own Dominic Cummings jokes. And there you go. Okay, let's move on from COVID catch and let's talk about Daniel Apt, the Audi Formula E driver has had his drive suspended. He's been suspended from the team for cheating in last weekend's Berlin Virtual E-Prix. So, just in case you haven't seen what happened, Daniel Apt agreed to take part in the Formula Virtual E-Prix round Berlin. However, it looked a bit weird because his camera was had been deliberately placed so that you couldn't see his face and it turned out later on he was actually he'd actually got somebody else a professional gamer to drive on his behalf now he agreed to take part in this formula e prix and his contract will stipulate that if he agrees to take part in any event where he represents audi formula e and his sponsors he must actually turn up himself and do it and he didn't he got somebody else to do it he flagrantly disregarded the terms of his contract and there have been a lot of people on twitter going it's just a video game who cares but the issue is is it's quite clearly a breach of his contract this argument doesn't need to go any further than he breached his contract and therefore he has rightfully been suspended i don't get how people don't understand that a contract and participation in a video game can actually be the same thing because that's absolutely what happened it's it's just truly fascinating that people don't get that 
he breached his contract. And to be honest, I could go on on this and I could keep analysing it and going into it and talking about it. But there's nothing much more to say. He just, he, he breached his contract. End of. Okay, instead of me saying he breached his contract another 89 times, let's go on to news in brief and let's start over in Munich. Manuel Neuer has signed a new contract with Bayern Munich, which will keep him with the German champions until 2023. There had been worries on behalf of Manuel Neuer that the signing of Alexander Neubauer, who will be joining from Schalke this summer, would sort of push him out of the picture at Bayern Munich. But he has been assured by team management that he will be the starting goalkeeper going forward. Arsene Wenger has said that he wants financial fair play regulations to be reformed in order to allow emerging clubs to compete with Europe's big boys. He said that the current financial fair play system just traps the biggest teams at the top and means that no teams can progress to become one of the top teams alongside them and he would like to see that change. Jordan Ibe is set to leave Bournemouth on July 1st regardless of whether the season has finished or not. He would have been allowed to extend his contract with the Cherries under Project Restart but that is not going to be the case. Leeds United CEO Angus Kinnear has said that Leeds would prefer to resume the season. If the season was to end now Leeds would go up as champions. West Brom, who are second and therefore also in an automatic promotion place, have agreed to play on as well. PSG have made an opening offer of £44.7 million plus a further £8.9 million, that's €50 million Euros and €10 million Euros each in add-ons, for Mauro Icardi from Inter Milan. Mauro Icardi has been on loan with PSG all season. Eduardo Iturralde Gonzalez, who has refereed almost 300 games in La Liga, said that 90% of officials in Spain support Real Madrid and the other 10% support Barcelona. He said that this is ingrained from a very young age. The NFL have confirmed that EA Sports will be given a five-year extension to their exclusive NFL license, which means they'll continue to produce Madden through to the 2026 season and no other competitor will be allowed to produce a authentic American football simulation. So that's great. FC Cincinnati announced new manager Yap Stam on social media with a photo of Ajax youth coach Tynus Van Tienbroek. Now, I have looked at the picture, and to be honest, they do look incredibly similar. Only 50% of individual 2020 Steelers game tickets will be sold to the public because of social distancing guidelines, team's director of communications has said. Charlton Athletic have received notice of a change in ownership at East Street Investment, a company which took over the championship club in January. A member of France's World Cup winning squad auctioned off their medal for $71,875. It is not known who the player is. Naomi Osaka, the female tennis star, has become the world's richest female athlete. A French judge has rejected appeals by Lyon, Amiens and Toulouse over the decision of the French Football League to end its season early amid the coronavirus crisis, saying they did not have a case. The San Siro is set to be demolished after Milan's council gave permission for the stadium's demolition. Both AC Milan and Inter Milan have been planning to move into a new stadium, but first they needed this permission for the San Siro to be demolished. It has been announced that Mario Goetze will leave Borussia Dortmund at the end of the season. Goetze has spent most of his playing career with Borussia Dortmund, spending a brief period at Bayern Munich. He will most be remembered for scoring the winning goal in the 2014 World Cup final. AGF Aarhus have announced they to create a virtual grandstand for fans to watch their game on Zoom. Aarhus get their season underway tonight at 6 o'clock. If this podcast has come out after 6 o'clock, I apologise, they're already playing. Fans will be able to choose which camera and screen they want to use for Zoom and then they'll be able to see the stadium from that perspective whilst having their face be displayed on the screen. 
Sporting Club de Portugal's president and a licensed doctor, Federico Verandas, has temporarily returned to the medical field as he is working at Lisbon's military hospital emergency rooms. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, really, credit to him for doing that. That is brilliant in my mind. The FA have confirmed they remain committed to completing the FA Cup this season. There were rumours the FA Cup would be scrapped to help with the completion of the leagues, but the FA have said that this is not the case. Bayern Munich have said that they are not going to activate the option to buy Philippe Coutinho. Coutinho has been on loan with the club from Barcelona all season. Bayern Munich have also said that they're going to make a donation to help all Bavarian clubs through the economic crisis caused by the coronavirus. So absolutely well done to them. Brilliant to hear. Eli Manning is now on social media. The former New York Giants quarterback has started tweeting this week. And by the way, give him a follow. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I do love it. Quentin Massa, severe players broke quarantine to get together with their wives for a pool party. Various posts went up on social media showing the severe players together in a pool with their wives. So, you know, well done. That's very smart. Livingston FC decides to hold a vote on Twitter as to whether to extend the contract of goalkeeper Gary Maley. The poll got over 200,000 votes and luckily for Gary, he will be allowed to remain at the club as the voters voted in favour of him getting a new contract. The MLS have sent a memo out to all league and club personnel threatening the club and person with disciplinary action if they leak information. Leganes in Spain have announced that all 2019-20 season tickets are valid for the 2020-21 season, meaning that everyone gets a free extension onto their season ticket. AZ Alkmaar have written to UEFA arguing that Ajax's automatic berth into the Champions League group stage should be revoked. Marcus Rashford has received a High Sheriff Special Recognition Award for providing 2.8 million people with food each week during the coronavirus pandemic, so absolutely fantastic of him to do that. Meanwhile, if you want some more... Mm, news based around Manchester United. Man United are planning to sue the makers of football manager Sports Interactive for allegedly infringing its trademark by using the club's name extensively throughout the game. However, they're also complaining that football manager doesn't use the team's logo, which make your mind up, lad. Either you're mad at them for using copyright or you're mad at them for not using copyright. And by the way, football managers had Man United in it since the very beginning, back in the 90s. So how come this has only become a problem now? Hmm. And it also came the day, weirdly enough, after they announced massive losses. So, how strange. It's not that strange. Anyway, obviously the On This Day stuff was actually written for Tuesday. And we didn't even get time to mention it on the show. And here I was panicking that we were going to run out of stuff to say after 30 minutes. But I will say on this day in 1975, the day you're listening to this too... Leeds lost to Bayern Munich in the European Cup final. Peter Lorimer's shot on goal, which went in, was ruled out for offside incorrectly. After Franz Beckenbauer shook the assistant referee, which is apparently just something you're allowed to do. Leeds also had a stonewall penalty turned down in the third minute and would go on to lose 2-0. Even the Bayern players have admitted that that was wrong and that Leeds deserved to win. And by the way, credit to them for doing that. I think they won, what, two more Champions Leagues in that period, or European Cups in that period. So, they obviously feel fine about it now. They wouldn't be upset about having lost that one. But, mmm, that game. I wasn't even alive for it, and I feel bitter about it. So, great. 
Anyway, that's all the time we have on today's Sports Blitz. Thank you for listening. The intro and end music of Sports Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod and Composite.com. We're back on Saturday at 5am with another podcast edition of the show. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good week like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Goodbye. <laughs>